Welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we're going to talk about season five, episode four of BoJack Horseman, BoJack the Feminist. I am your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how many times did I just say BoJack? <laughs> BoJack, BoJack, BoJack. Uh, a, a lot, probably. How's it going? How are you? How's it your health? Felt like, it felt like too many. My health is much better. I'm sure the people listening can tell because I have my voice. But yeah, we're we're out of the out of the woods here, <laughs> and we're not alone, Lindsay. We are not. We're not alone. So we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited. I'm like, what? What do I know Lita from except for being my friend at this point? <laughs> she's from every. She's everywhere. She's on Twitter. She's on Instagram. <laughs> Lita Brumman is here. Hello. I would like all of my introductions to be Kirsten's friend. That <laughs> <laughs> moving forward. I think. I think that oh. would be an improvement. What I know you from is it's like, well, I guess originally I knew you from being like the intern on the Spice an Hour, sure. but I feel like we've, fully eight years ago. Yeah, I feel like we've really moved past that. Like American Ninja Warrior sometimes happens and some I don't even know when the show's on. Yeah, I I also don't know what I'm like. I'm Taryn's like bud. You know, mm-hmm. you know me mm-hmm. from like being on things with Taryn sometimes and... <laughs> Just I'm like a professional podcast guest. I don't host anything, <laughs> but I I go on other people's podcasts. Yeah, but you're a wonderful guest. And most recently, I heard you on the Lonely Boys podcast with friend of this podcast, Mac Egan. So yes, absolutely. I'm currently binging that, and it's been really lovely catching up on all of the the Lonely's boys. But I'm <laughs> thrilled to be here. It's truly a great day for women everywhere. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know that people probably won't listen to this episode because there's no men on it, but we're taking a stand. Maybe next week you can record this with a man who says everything that I say, but louder. Oh, smart. And then people will think it's like hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen to. Less shrill. <laughs> Not yeah. shrill. See, I describe myself as shrill. And then when I was watching this, I was like, wait, am I being a misogynist against myself? Like, I just have a high pitched voice. It's certainly a misogynistic term, but like, it's it's kind of reclaimed. It's the name of Lindy West's book. And she's a feminist. I'm, I'm reclaiming shrill. Good, good. What a dream. A shrill horse girl. <laughs> Oh, not that. <laughs> I hope all the horse girls are shrill. <laughs> Wait, do I count as a horse girl? Are we a fan of our own podcast? I mean, certainly. I called you our horse queen last week and you were like, horse queen. <laughs> well, it felt weird. I don't like that. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> what would you prefer? Horse princess? Hmm. I don't know. It's weird because I would. I never thought of myself as a horse anything. But then I guess with this podcast. <laughs> The horse girls can can tell us on Twitter. Jules, Morgan, like send us tweet us. What should I True. be called? What should Lindsay be called? You didn't grow up like riding horses and stuff. I mean, I have ridden horses, but not like in a horse, like a horse girl, girl way. Like my half sister <laughs> is like a horse girl, horse girl. Like you know how like hardcore horse girls always have like a picture in a gown next to a horse. She has. Oh that. God, yeah. Yikes. I don't have that. The richest <laughs> girl in my fifth grade class got her leg. She broke her leg because she got thrown off a horse and then she had the horse put down. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? 
Yeah, she was like so rich that they could just like kill their horses when they behaved badly. Oh but, like, my god! Why didn't they sell the horse to someone else? I don't know. <laughs> I guess the horse <laughs> had to face consequences. This also fully could have been a rumor because we were ten. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the uh, horse like had something wrong with it. Maybe it was like a larger accident where the horse also broke a leg. Oh, I think maybe God. like she Oh yeah, that, that's really sad. Well, I mean, I'm trying to make sense of why the horse got murdered. <laughs> because he the the horse hurt the child. We famously on this podcast love horses facing consequences, but not like this. Never like this. <laughs> Yeah, why didn't they ever do that to Bojack? <laughs> Never like this. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, enough is enough. You might be wondering what holidays are today on January <laughs> 25th when this podcast is really... There's no good transition, okay? You might be wondering <laughs> what the hell is going on here. <laughs> so, there's not a lot. We've re- Recently, there's been a lot of holidays, but this one we just have... We have Robbie Burns Night, so mm-hmm. eat some haggis and read some poetry. It's oh, Saint- I've sorry you said that earlier. I don't think I've ever heard him referred to as Robbie, as yeah, in like the poet of Scotland. Yeah, neither <laughs> no. have I. But on the website it says Robbie Burns Night, and when you click on it, mm. it says read the poetry of Robert Burns. So I, I don't guess understand. I'm just like not close with him like that. <laughs> I don't feel like I am. <laughs> the familiar cuteing of Bobby Burns. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Other places just call it Burns Night, but in Canada, it's specifically Robbie Burns. Why is it in Canada at all? It's in Australia, the UK, and the US as well. So I don't, I don't know. In the US, it it it, it says it's Burns Night in the United States. I will be taking class off that (laughs) night. (laughs) It's also Saint. Dwynwin's Day, which is a Welsh saint, so I know I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. And it's National Voters Day in oh. India. India has okay. so many days. India yeah, has so always... many days. Oh, there's a lot of people there. That's true. <laughs> I feel like every week we're like, it's a thing that is only in India, but we are here for it. It'll be like it's Internet Security Day, but in India only. Oh my God, Saint Dwynwin is the patron is the patron saint of lovers. Oh, we didn't give a content warning before I should saying that word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's also Students Day in Russia and Tatiana Day in the Ukraine. Wow. Okay. Uh, much to consider in Eastern yeah, Europe. There's a lot going on, but that's it. <laughs> That's all. Just also that. be wondering what what time is it right now? So thanks to what time is it right now dot com, we can see it's three oh four p.m. on January seventeenth in L.A., eleven oh four p.m. on January seventeenth in London, six oh four p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone where Woo. Lita and Lindsay are, <laughs> and it is seven oh four a.m. on January eighteenth in Hong Kong, and Filbert is coming soon. Incredible. It's hard explaining, like, going through the bits with a new person. (laughs) Yeah, we were saying before you came on, Lita, I was like, I don't even remember how the holiday thing started. I remember how the time thing started, but I do not remember the holidays. I think I just was like, oh, yeah, there's holidays every day, and then looked them up, Mm. and then was like, Mm -hmm. oh, we'll look up the holidays every time. And, like, we released the podcast for people to listen to, but Mm -hmm. I'm suddenly so embarrassed of it just by talking to (laughs) I No, I think it's great. I mean... I went to famous birthdays just to see if there was anybody that's like worth being a national holiday. 
And some encouraging news is that it's Betty White's birthday, which is a holiday. Some less encouraging news is that Jake Paul is ranked above Betty White and Michelle Obama on the homepage. What? Yeah. If you go to famousbirthdays.com, the order is Jake Paul, Betty White, Michelle Obama, Jim Carrey, Muhammad Ali, (laughs) some guy named Skeppy, S-K-E-P-P-Y, and then Steve Harvey. Oh. Well, hey, you know what? At least he's above Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey sucks. Yeah. Oh, obviously Skeppy is a YouTube gamer who's most famous for his Skeppy channel. Oh, duh. He's earned popularity there for his Minecraft gaming vlogs. I'm looking to see if there's any good birthdays for the day that this will be released or we could be like, happy birthday. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. I should have done that. (laughs) No, but I'm I'm glad that we're talking. Well, I guess technically it is Robert Burns' birthday. (laughs) January 25th. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. Yeah. It's Virginia Woolf's birthday. Oh, my Uh. God. HBD. A great day for women everywhere. Speaking of feminism. Incredible. Oh, my God. I looked up January 25th on famous birthdays and i have never heard of any of these people yeah that's why i scrolled to the bottom and brought up robert burns in virginia (laughs) yeah alicia keys is quite literally the only person i've heard of and i am looking at quite a few rows down (laughs) you've come to the right place lena we famously don't oh it's wait etta james birthday oh etta james and ariana Mm -hmm. debose i know who she is she's from west side story Oh, good. Other than that, sorry, Lil Mosey and Calum Hood. I've never felt so old in my life. <laughs> They're all turning between 17 and 22. Also. How is Alicia Keys not number one? Yeah. I couldn't tell. Oh, Jennifer Lewis. Oh, for me, I'm just like, oh, somebody here is over 50. I know who they are. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I won't be looking at that website again, ever. <laughs> I feel like we, should, we could maybe talk about BoJack. Yeah, so Lita, do you want to tell everyone like your history with BoJack? Yeah, so it came out on Netflix. I I did watch it like almost right when it came out. I feel like it came out to kind of little fanfare. Like not a lot of people were talking about it. And I thought it was just going to be like one of those stupid adult animation shows. Like, I don't know, Archer or something, which is like, I like Archer. Like stupid can be good. But So my, at the time, my college boyfriend and I were just looking for something like dumb to watch. And then we did the same thing. Everybody did. It was like, oh, we'll watch the stupid horse show. And then we're like crying. (laughs) So I watched it completely all in real time and I've rewatched most of it. I don't think I've rewatched since the last season came out. So I'm definitely fuzzy on like the last couple seasons, but very big on it. I've always really enjoyed it, but the, yeah, the rewatch value of some of those is you have to save it for an occasion when you're ready, but I've always been a big fan. And also I think the, maybe the reason I had even heard of it was because Paul F. Tompkins, who plays Mr. Peanut Butter, I've been a big fan of Comedy Bang Bang for a really long time. So big Paul F. Tompkins guy. And he does so many voices in the show. So, of course, that's good. Yeah, you're kind of, I feel like, in the same at least-ish boat of me and Lindsay. I don't think either of us have rewatched the last two seasons. So we're kind of, like, going blind-ish <laughs> at this point. And, like, I did not, like, most of the things that happened in this episode, I did not realize they happened this early in season five. I'm alarmed. I also think that I, when you said Bojack the Feminist, I thought it was going to be the one that's like the Bill Cosby parallel. Has that episode happened yet? Oh, that episode was in like season one. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I thought it was going to be that episode. So I was surprised. 
but also, <laughs> you know, have a lot of thoughts about this episode too. What's that? I think it was season three. Hank after dark. No, that wasn't season, season three. Season two. If you were surprised it was this early, I didn't remember that this happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the only thing that I really remember from this episode is at the end when Diane yeah. gets uh, the tape. But, like, other than that, I don't really remember most of it. But I just, like, didn't realize Diane got this information so soon. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to bring up that other episode as well because that – who was that guy's name, Lindsay, that they're exposing in that one? Hank Hippopopoulos. Hank Hippopopoulos. Because, mm. like, when he gets exposed – in that episode, Diane is, like, very all for, like, publicly taking him down no matter what it does to her life or anything mm-hmm. like that. Whereas by this point in the series, she's like, ugh, I guess nothing will change. Yeah, so jaded. But, yes, yeah, so this episode starts not really, like, in BoJack land because we're basically getting a lot of footage of Vance Wagner, who is a movie star who is horrible and just... <laughs> can't stop saying bad things he gets arrested he like honks the female police officer's breasts this is like a like mel gibson-esque character yeah i think he's supposed to be i mean he's supposed to be a, a bunch of people but i think primarily he's supposed to be mel gibson and then alec baldwin as well because alec baldwin is famous for the voicemail where he's screaming at his daughter Oh, I didn't know about that. I didn't. Yeah. I I like knew that Alec Baldwin had done like something bad, but I didn't know that it was that one. But yeah, so I think they basically just took like a ton of examples of like horrible things that yeah. like men in Hollywood do and and put them all on one person. And basically he ends up retiring from public life because he is caught. He gets arrested, says that he hates Jewish people at the movie where he has cast a Jewish man to like show like, hey, look, I can't possibly hate Jewish people. I have a Jewish friend. The bird paparazzi ask him why he hit a sex worker with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and then leaves the voicemail about the his daughter calling her a disgusting slut. So, yeah, he, he had to leave public life. Yeah, I really like that he's like, why did I go on a show called Gotcha? <laughs> I did enjoy that. I'm like, <laughs> just happened to go on the show. But like Tom Jumbo Grumbo too being like, you hit a woman with a baseball bat. What's your side of the story? That was that was very sham wow guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Famously hit a sex worker. Didn't um, he like bite her tongue? I don't know. I do think he went to jail. He did go to jail. I yeah. know that. Or maybe the sex worker like bit his tongue to try and get away from him. I don't know. That's like bad. I know that's a complicated story, but that is definitely the reference. I also really liked how Tom Jumbo Grumbo is like, here on gotcha, that's what we say. That's a gotcha. Instead of just like <laughs> yeah. God, we gotcha. say gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a gotcha. A couple things from this opening sequence. One is that there's a couple things in this episode that are particularly timely, like to this very week. But one Literally. is that the the Jewish guy coming on and saying like, "Oh, I forgive him because uh, I'm starring in his movie." This is happening with Simu Liu, who who is Shang Chi in that Marvel movie. He just signed on to do a project with Mark Wahlberg, and Mark Wahlberg is horrible. committed hate crimes against Vietnamese men and. Simu Liu like has old tweets saying, you know, condemning that behavior. But it's like, you know, once you back a dump truck of money into somebody's house, suddenly they don't 
seem to care so much about that. And his defense is like, I'm trying to start an open and progressive dialogue. And I deleted the tweets out of professionalism. So that Jewish guy in the studio with him was very that. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is that this guy, Vance, is voiced by Bobby Cannavale, who played the same guy in Master of None. <laughs> he he plays the celebrity chef who's outed for sexual abuse in the show Master of None. Oh, God. God bless you for knowing who this man is. The, Lindsay and I never know who anyone is. <laughs> I so did know this man. we're definitely out of our depth with you, you. Oh, you knew this man. What did you I know? only knew this man. I know him from, he was he was on Will and Grace. He was Will's boyfriend. But then he was also on Angie Tribeca, which is a show that I am somewhat familiar with. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor, but it does, like, make me sus when he plays the same guy a couple times. Because mm-hmm. it's like... Seems like you're trying to throw us off the scent a little too much. I mean, but it also could just be that he did it so well that they wanted him to do it again. Yeah. And like, it's also funny that it was on Master of None created by Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. So take that all with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Everything is so bad. Everything is horrible and bad. This man has also been in, he was an Ant-Man mm-hmm. and he's done some voice acting in Big Mouth, was on Mr. Robot. Anyways, so basically the culmination of all of the horrible Vance Wagner stuff is that they need a bad boy to play Filbert's partner and Princess Carolyn says, oh, do you know who would be perfect? Mm-hmm. Someone you see coming and think this guy's trouble. Cut to credits. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like it. I know this is just Princess Carolyn trying to do her job, but it makes me sad. Very. But she meets with Vance Wagner, and it's actually perfect timing because he is getting a lifetime achievement award from the We Forgive You Awards. Yeah, the forgive you. <laughs> This is the kind of thing where I like I it sounds so stupid that I almost just like, is this real? <laughs> Should I Google this? Google it for Gibby and see what comes up. No, I think that's just what we have like the Howard Stern podcast and Joe Rogan for. Uh, I was gonna say, <laughs> is that what the Golden Globes are? I don't I'm not too sure. Oh god, that's what the Golden Globes are now. <laughs> Although it seems like the forgivies are still happening in person. <laughs> and right. I don't mean because of COVID. I mean the Golden Globes are just a Twitter account now. Yeah, they were a, they were <laughs> tweets like in the past week. That's um, so sad. What a joke! Ah, the Golden Globes sucked anyways, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. I love watching hot people get drunk. <laughs> there's there's better ways. Have you heard of Euphoria? Oh, I guess I could also just have more mirrors in my house. <laughs> well done. Um, I think uh, I heard Euphoria was going to be too scary for me. Euphoria might be too scary for you. It's very stressful, and there's a teenage boy who is, like, a- abusive, and it's horrible. But the show's yeah, very good. I prefer my abusers to be animated horses. Yeah. <laughs> Us too. <Relatable. laughs> so this is where... Okay, the only joke that I really liked this episode is where... Princess Carolyn is like, as long as you get this one contract, you'll get other work. Producers are like lemmings, and then the table of lemmings all get offended (laughs) and say they're going to go jump off a cliff together. Yeah. Oh, there's a joke I really like when Bojack is doing the talk show. Mm -hmm. But... Oh, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that one. 
Did you also like the chameleon blending in with the wall? You know I can't see. I didn't even <laughs> see the chameleon blending into the wall. There's like a date either. waiting with flowers and she's like against the wall and he just like storms off and then she like appears and runs off so that she doesn't have to meet him. Oh, oh my god, icon <laughs> behavior. That's a great sight gag. It's very good. Very strong. That's, that's really funny. Well, I can't see, so happy for everyone who can. Um, I also so we also get Diane is going to go to the We Forgive You Awards to Hobnob and see what's going on. I did notice, even though I can't see, Diana's <laughs> writing an article of 15 celebrities who look exactly like soup. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I would that. like to see it. <laughs> Uh, I was like, what is, I literally paused the show to look at it because I was like, what is that? As we all know, every celebrity looks like either a soup or a sandwich. How dare you (laughs) bastardize my opinion in this way. And then we also get to like, I feel like this was a missed opportunity because Mr. Peanut Butter is hosting the red carpet at the awards Mm -hmm. for the pre-show, but like doesn't have any interaction with Diane at all, even though they literally like just got divorced. Like it could have been interesting. True. Yeah, it's interesting that they don't, like, do anything with that. Nothing. Yeah. I feel like we should just, like, zip through Mr. Peanut Butter's stuff because li- he has, like, such a nothing yeah. plot line. <laughs> that- really just bring this in here to be, like, here's, like, five minutes of, like, non-sad, heavy material and it's, like, really amounts to nothing. Yeah. It is not the most compelling B-plot yeah. No, it's like it doesn't even count as a. B- I know there's only two plots technically, but I don't even think this counts as a B plot because it's so horrible. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the C plot somehow. <laughs> like, like it's all just Mr. Peanut Butter wants to look tough and decides Todd can help him learn how to be tough. Mm-hmm. So it's like he like slaps a rhino who's smoking next to a no, no smoking sign, which encourages him to never smoke again. He, like, fixes the one bird's TMJ and the other bird's, like, lazy eye just by, like, slap. I don't even know. Yeah, he, like, knocks them into, or, like, they jump into some dumpsters or something. He's like, oh, I'm going to go watch a Wes Anderson movie and see if I can perceive any depth in it. Not that. (laughs) Are you guys Wes Anderson people? Uh, I believe he makes movies, which, so the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Don't care for films. Lindsay, have you seen any Wes Anderson movies? Yeah, I just watched that. What was it called? Sunrise Kingdom or something. Is that what it's called? Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. That's That's him. So I'm like a little fake. (laughs) I've actually seen a few Wes Anderson movies. I just don't like movies very much. Moonrise Kingdom was my least favorite, which I could have (laughs) predicted given that I hate children. But I think I just like wasn't really thinking about it. It's children? Yeah, it's like at a summer camp or like. Oh, yeah, the only Wes Anderson movie I've seen is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. It's pretty good. I, like Lita, don't like films. Yeah, I don't watch movies. I think Fantastic I saw Mr. his Fox. adaptation of Fantastic Mr. Mis- yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw Fantastic Mr. Fox because I loved that book when I was a kid. Yeah, I also really liked it. You liked that book or that movie, Lindsay? Both. I also enjoyed the movie. I didn't even know that was a book. So I'm just really out of my element here. If you guys could just talk about being Wes Anderson heads, I guess. It's a it's a Roald Dahl book. Did he make it to Canada? Sure did. I read Lindsay is Canadian also. I read the the big friendly giant. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there. James and the Giant Peach. I did not read James and the Giant Peach. I was too busy reading the uh 
princess, like the diary, the diary, royal diaries things. So oh, yes, yes. <laughs> the royal diaries. Like I was about to say the princess diaries, but that's not what I'm talking about. Be clear, I read that too. They are also books. <laughs> I do love Meg Cabot. So yeah, I definitely read both. I only read the, I don't know, any, it, it doesn't matter, but it's fine. <laughs> we have straight so far off God's path here. But yeah, basically, Mr. Peanut Butter wants to seem tough, and he's not tough. And it culminates with Todd talking to someone named Estelle about what happens at the bar, which is Mr. Peanut Butter accidentally informing everyone about local politics. Yeah, that there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> And Todd won't tell him who Estelle is and says everyone doesn't need to know everything about everyone, which is like probably advice I could stand to take, but I <laughs> will choose not to perceive it at this time. Todd has a rich inner life that is not connected to things happening on BoJack Horseman. Yeah, we run the risk of making it a Todd story. <laughs> I want. I wish we'd gotten like an actual Todd like B plot. I think it would have been really fun to see him being like a an executive, mm-hmm. getting into shenanigans. Yeah. He's certainly the, f- I, I wouldn't say he's my favorite character, but he's the one that makes me laugh the most. I love mm-hmm. Todd. I, I think, think that's a great direction for Aaron Paul, speaking of <laughs> trying to break typecasting. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely very different from how he is on Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. I think this was a solid move for him. His character on Breaking Bad was kind of funny. Like, even though he was, like, doing horrible things, like, you know, murdering people and cooking meth or whatever. Can you believe I've never seen the show? Oh, wait, I would not recommend you to watch the show Breaking Bad, Lita, whatsoever. But by the end of Breaking Bad, you feel kind of bad for Jesse because he gets, like, kidnapped by Nazis and they force him to make meth for them. Turns out he was right. The toughest thing all along was being tough. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. But yes. Anyways, he's funny. Jesse's funny in Breaking Bad, but it's just like not as funny as Todd. Why? Where? Where? Oh, right. We're at the awards. We're at the awards. I was like, what's happening here? Incidentally, Mark Wahlberg, one of the people being forgiven. How many times has Mark Wahlberg been forgiven? A A lot. A thousand. Too many times. Mark Wahlberg will never run out of chances. (laughs) I hate that. I want him to run out of chances so bad. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where Casey Affleck got an Oscar in like the last, what, five years? Too recently. You can just be horrible and from Boston and people will still love you. <laughs> I think you could have just said you could be from Boston and people will love you. <laughs> just like, you could be the worst man on earth, but as long as you're like lovably from Boston. And I guess they both have famous brothers, which helps, although Mark Wahlberg is much more famous than his brother, who's married to anti-vax nut job, Jenny McCarthy. Oh. What did... Casey Affleck won his Oscar for again. Manchester by the Sea. A film we all remember fondly, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, that's one I didn't see. Was that the same year The Lobster was out? That sounds right. It sounds... I feel like I just associate those two movies together, even though they're. I don't believe about anything remotely uh, they're, the they're both aquatic-based. <laughs> Lobster by the Sea. A great year for everybody, where we all had a really good time lobster came out in 2015 manchester by the sea came out in 2016 oh okay well i i I don't do film sorry everybody yeah people Uh, know that by now don't worry about it yeah but you know like the thing is lady you know stuff about like the industry and all the gossip and i just feel like i no longer know any celebrity gossip (laughs) i do love the gossip as long as the people are over 25 years old (laughs) 
Fair. That's a good baseline to have. So we're at the awards and Diana's like asking Bojack and Princess Carolyn, like, why is Vance coming on your show? And Bojack's with her because he doesn't want another big star. He wants to be the star. But Princess Carolyn's like, the industry's messed up. Like, it's fine. This was my favorite joke of the night. I was like, (laughs) the show needs to have like one big star and their name should be in it. I mean, it's like, you know, that show Nickus. Sometimes he goes to LA. Sometimes he goes to New Orleans. Like, mean NCIS. (laughs) That made me sad. My dad was a big NCIS guy. Isn't it still on? Oh, it definitely is. My dad just like doesn't watch as much TV anymore. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think it's Vanessa Lachey is the star now. What? Yeah. What happened to Mark Harmon? I don't know. Oh, my God. He left. He left (laughs) in October of 2021. Yeah. Vanessa Lachey is the the star of Nickus. Whoa. (laughs) I can't believe Will Harmon is off of Nickus. Really, really breaking some old news today. Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's only been three months. That's pretty new. Oh, okay. It's irrelevant. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, good for him. For no longer being the star of a television show. I mean, he must have been bored of, like, pretending to make a boat and solve crimes. <laughs> you have to make a boat on that well, show? No, you don't have to. It was hit, like... Gibbs he was like the commander and his like hobby was that he was like trying he was like building a boat in his garage and I think it was related to like his son who had died like used to make the boat with him or something I don't I don't remember but there was a lot of scenes of him alone in a dark garage like planing wood to curve it to make a boat he's like I'm a very complex character my job is boats and my hobby is also boats well his job is solving murders that sometimes happen on boats so okay have you ever have either of you ever eaten like a really gross cheese and made a bad face I really I, love I cheese almost indiscriminately yeah, I hate I hate cheese and I, uh, I was gonna say opposite end of the spectrum I do not eat cheese and mm-hmm. did not like it even before I was vegan I'm lactose intolerant and I don't stand for people who lack tolerance indeed <laughs> but yeah That's even before I was vegan I did not eat cheese because I am lactose intolerant because I've got a weird little Jew stomach. Oh, was that a thing? <laughs> yeah, we tend to not be the most gastrointestinally strong. Huh. Oh, the yeah. more you know. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> the most fortitude for for these kinds of things. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to delve deep into your lactose intolerance. <laughs> That's okay. I, I think you'll find that most Jews that you encounter have some level of lactose. Well, everybody does. Everybody on earth. But I think it's more prevalent. Among Jews. Not me, baby. My wow. stomach is made of steel. I drank a glass of milk today. Ew. That's so <laughs> retro. I know that it's like disgusting, but I can't stop. I mean, it's very like, I feel like it fits with my image of Canada. <laughs> Speaking about xenophobia against Canada, I got a text. I woke up to a text message from Colin Stone today that was just, do Canadian guys fight each other a lot? And I said, how would I know that relative to other countries? Do American guys fight each other a lot? Yes. Yeah. 
And he was like, well, I'm watching Letter Kenny, and it's standard thing that the dudes just fight each other. Like, that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> I think that's just what men do. Hmm. Apparently, it's a Canadian thing. The last message that he had sent me before that was to say, "Do you have you ever been to Vancouver Island? To which I said... I live there, Colin. <laughs> and he said, oh, I didn't know. I was My next question was going to be, does anyone live there? Because he's been watching alone. And that happens in like very rural Vancouver Island. So he just thought <laughs> no one lived on this whole island. Sure. I think it's nice that despite him having no other interests besides watching TV that takes place in Canada, he knows nothing about it. <laughs> well, and then I was like, he like asked him another follow-up question. I just like Googled it. And oh, he was like, oh, is, is Letterkenny a real town? And I Googled it. And on the Wikipedia, it shows, like, is a fictional town based on this? And I was like, you could look 80% less xenophobic if you just Googled things. He just <laughs> wants to learn about the culture of his co-host. <laughs> but he does not ask Tom about it. No. Oh, that was also Lindsay. I, like, disturbed all of my American friends this week by telling them that about soccer baseball. Oh, oh my God. yeah. Come on. Because they call it kickball in we America. We call it kickball, which makes sense. That's what kickball kick is. It's you play it baseball, but like it's soccer baseball. <laughs> kick it like it's soccer. Soccer baseball makes total sense. Lindsay, that was an un-Canadian thing for you to say, and I'm disappointed. What? I said soccer what baseball makes more sense. Oh, I thought you were saying kickball makes way more sense. And I was no. like, you do way more than just kick the ball. You only kick you the run ball to bases. <laughs> but there's it has like almost nothing to do with soccer except that you kick the ball once there's no goals it has almost everything to do with baseball yeah that's fine if you called it kick if you called it kick baseball i would understand <laughs> yes agreed okay <laughs> that's fine but... i i'm willing to change the name i have I have no deep attachment to this. I'll rechristen it kick Perfect. baseball it's going forward. I'm someone who gets yelled at daily for, for regionalisms because I say pop instead of soda. We also say pop. So I'm, I won't die on, on terminology hills. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I'm sorry. I took us so far away for no reason. <laughs> but basically, Bojack doesn't applaud for Vance because he's eating the cheese that he doesn't like. And it becomes a new story that Bojack did not applaud for him. And so he's yeah. like not helping Vance put his past behind him. Yeah. They're like, oh, he clearly is taking a stand. And like the only question we can ask is, why the strong face? Oh, not the strong face. <laughs> this happens in real life, too. Every time there's an award show where like some controversial comedian says something like there's a gif or a screenshot of an actress like making a face and it's like this could mm -hmm. literally be from any time yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean at least this one it was from the correct time it just wasn't for the correct reason yeah but th so they are trying to help vance put the past behind him they also do like a montage of news clips of like people on the street talking about like the one thing that vance has done that's so horrible to them that they mm -hmm. assume that's what Bojack is taking a stand against. So we we really have a lot of information on Vance Wagner being a horrible, horrible man. Yeah, just the worst. But I didn't write any of them down. I didn't either, but I wrote down that they were like, Bojack remembers. Pepperidge <laughs> Farms remembers. Exactly. <laughs> God bless so you. So it's a great... <laughs> 
So it's agreed that Bojack is going to go on the squawk to help clarify this situation. And he goes, once again, hero Bojack will clean up everyone else's mess, <laughs> which is like the most absurd thing Bojack has ever said. <laughs> Yeah, very funny. I have written, I will say, Kirsten, when he goes on the squawk, I have written in all capital letters, I hear Nicole Byer this time. Yes. Good. I'm glad that you heard her. Yeah. Um, Last time Nicole Byer was on the show as a girl about to get an abortion, Lindsay didn't instantly recognize her voice, and I did Mm -hmm. drag her to hell for that. Yes, as you should have. I mean, it's the best part of watching Tuca and Birdie, because you can be guaranteed that every single person except the lead characters are played by her. (laughs) That's why we're watching Tuca and Birdie after we're done BoJack. Sorry, Lindsay. I'm, I'm sure that's why. No other connection to this show but Nicole Byer. Well, we did also play last week with the idea of maybe we'll just start BoJack over again at season one episode. One. Oh, wow. <laughs> just do it again. I will say, Kirsten, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast about how you got you and Scally wanted me to listen to Urgent Care. We talk about this on the pod or was that off? Pod? Oh, I can't remember but if that was on or off pod. Well, it doesn't matter. But the point is, I have been listening to it just like incessantly for the last several days. And I was like, I wonder if Kirsten and I should just start an advice podcast. Let's make everyone send us their problems. But uh, it seems very fun. Well, there's no <laughs> there's a big gap in urgent care right now. The market yeah, is wide open. Right? We haven't had a new yeah. episode in months. Lindsay, no offense to you, <laughs> no offense to you or me, but I just don't think we're as funny as Joel Kim Booster and no, the two funniest people alive. <laughs> like I just don't think we're as funny as them, and it's I just don't think we could do what they do. I think as people whose lives are famously perfectly together all the time, I think we would give incredible advice. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't be nearly as unhinged. I don't know. I mean, I'm not opposed, but. Yeah, this idea will fade. Don't I worry. think it would. It, it has the risk of turning into something way too sincere, Lindsay. True, mm. we hate that. Gross. <laughs> nothing on the inside, nothing on the outside. I said it backwards, but you get it. <laughs> it's who could remember. So the squawk is like the view, but everyone is Nicole Byer. It's supposed to be the talk. That's the joke. Yeah, but I'm. <laughs> I choose not to perceive that that show exists. Okay. <laughs> If it helps that's you, I also fine. wrote down. I guess it does rhyme, view. though. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the. I think that's the joke. Well, I mean, so, the talk is also talk. just trying to be the view. So certainly, I'm just pointing out the pun. Yeah, no, I appreciate. I appreciate that. <laughs> Given that neither of us clocked it, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. Okay, I'm a stupid, dumb idiot, and that's why we don't let smart people like lead on the podcast. <laughs> Smart people who know smart people things like the TV show The Talk. Like at least <laughs> recognizing a pattern of something on a show and how it matches to the real world. I know it's literally Aaron. This is the view. I mean, I didn't write it down. I just thought it. So I guess that makes Lindsay more stupid than me. Yep. Yeah, I was more committed, certainly. Anyways, Bojack is obviously a feminist icon on this show because he says, you know what? choking your wife is bad and how about we just don't choke women don't (laughs) choke women can i just say how amazing it is to hear a man say that i mean i'm not gonna lie if i heard a man be like yeah i do think that choking women is wrong i'd be like wow (laughs) you do The line in here that's like, speaking of battering women, after the break, we'll show you how to make the perfect blueberry pancakes. I almost did a spit take. 
I was, that was going to be the joke that really made me laugh. And that, I like the lactose intolerant joke too. (laughs) Yeah, lactose intolerant joke was good. And yeah, the blueberry pancakes one was as well. But then I just sat there being like, I guess it is pancake batter. I guess that's like, because in my brain, I was just like, wait, is it pancake dough? But it's obviously not pancake (laughs) dough. (laughs) It's it's batter. It is batter. We're having a hard time this week. (laughs) I'm having a really hard time, and I just am sorry to everyone, just in general. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Uh, thank you. I I also really liked when Bojack said, is it possible I've been a feminist hero this whole time and no one knew it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very possible. But yeah, but Vance is leaving the show because mm-hmm. he got other offers, and since he can get away with everything, he can get out of a contract. And they're going to take him down. Yeah. He, he has a pretty graphic example of things that he gets out of. Yeah, he was sexting a 12-year-old, he oh, said. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then he said, and then on the phone he goes, of course, I'm very sorry about sexting that 12-year-old. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are, Vance. But they bring in Diane to try and help the situation because between her feminist brain and Bojack's stupid manly face, they can say things that people will listen to. Yeah, and this was another thing that was, like, weirdly timely for specifically today, like, the last three hours, is that Princess Carolyn says you get to be Joss Whedon, you get to drop in and play Joss Whedon. Yes. Which I didn't really even understand, like, what she's saying. Was Joss, well, was Joss Whedon, like, considered a feminist at this time? Yeah, he definitely, like, it wasn't, I was looking this up today because I was like, when did we, like, find out about like Joss Whedon sucking because right. like there was like some so I looked it up and there's a Vulture article that's like a complete timeline of like Joss Whedon allegations which obviously like isn't complete anymore because of mm-hmm. now but basically like in like 2002 like people were upset about some stuff and how Buffy ended understandably so but like a lot of that got blamed on a different producer other than Joss and then in like 2009 obviously the show Dollhouse was quite controversial did either of you ever watch Dollhouse I've seen uh one episode because Sam watched Dollhouse yeah I actually have seen both seasons of Dollhouse but like the way the show starts is literally like they erase women's brains and program them to go like basically either kill people or have sex with people it really depends yeah on like the client. hot girls like eliza um, dushku mm-hmm. yeah and so that one that show got canceled fast because they just like couldn't really reframe it from being about human trafficking right. so and then there was like nothing until like 2015 which would have been just after i think this batch of episodes came out was when people got really upset of how he like how he worked with black widow and the avengers age of ultron and so that was kind of like the first where like things started really sticking and then like 2017 and 2020 is when like shit got really real for him but yeah like i would say probably pre-2015 people did think that he was like a bit of a feminist well and he super presented himself that way yeah or not even the joke but i wonder if like what the line is going for here is like you get to play joss whedon meaning you get to be considered a feminist without actually being one 100 percent. like all of his stuff it was like oh he's like definitely a feminist and he would say very like meaningless stuff that was like oh yeah rules for women look buffy is strong and whatever but like 
Yeah, he would mm-hmm. wear the shirt that says feminism is bay. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad we parsed this out. But if anybody hasn't seen the the profile on Joss Whedon that mm-hmm. came out day of recording, go check it out. It's it's real neat. He seems like a really good guy. Who was asking for a Joss Whedon profile right now? I think it's more like I don't understand why he agreed to do it, right? Because it's like a a really scathing profile. Yeah, they're like he finally breaks his silence, and it was like he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> Right. I feel like it's the kind of thing, though, where, like, Joss Whedon has always acted like he thinks he is, like, very smart. And he definitely thinks he can just, like, get away with stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like he is very much like Vance going on the show called Gotcha because he doesn't mm-hmm. think that they're going to get him. He'll be getting his forgivey sometime in the future. Oh, <laughs> well, he, he got got by Vulture. <laughs> got <gotcha>. it. <laughs> but so we get Diane teaching Bojack things to say. And basically goes through how pop culture normalizes things for good or for bad. Also dating the episode because I feel like people have turned on Ellen DeGeneres mostly. But at the time, you know, she just normalized gay people for middle America. Mm -hmm. By dancing. Yeah. Now we have Jonathan Van Ness for that, I guess. (laughs) I guess, yeah. He's really stepped up to the plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the queer eye people are... I think Jonathan uses they them. I don't know. I don't watch that show, but I think that. Uh, oh, do they? That okay? My bad. Uh, that's fine. I, I certainly don't watch Queer Eye, but I do think that that's like the modern equivalent of Ellen, because they're like, yeah. oh, those nice boys go and and fix the house. <laughs> I think that's a good call. So we can move Ellen dancing into the bad normalization, <laughs> yeah, along with Jack Bauer and torture and Jimmy Fallon and the lip syncing. <laughs> Jack Bauer and torture is so funny. That's I actually listened to like a whole podcast about how the show Twenty Four and like that stuff like contributes to the political situation and people being okay with the like, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> I'm sure it's kind of weird. In terms of Kiefer Sutherland projects, I tend to think much more about Designated Survivor because <laughs> I thought it was really funny as a premise and also thought it was funny that it was on at the same time as Survivor. So I bet <sighs> there were a lot of old, confused people. <laughs> I bet they were. I choose to think of his grandfather, Tommy Douglas, who created Universal Healthcare in Canada. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Is Kiefer Sutherland Canadian? He's at least half Canadian. Wow. What a world. I know. He normalized torture for America, but he was Canadian all... He's British-Canadian. There you go. Wow. And he plays the most American people to ever American. He's an actor. (laughs) What? I thought 24 was a documentary. I mean, but he's obviously, like, a good actor, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I'm sure those roles are emotionally rich and demanding. <laughs> this is well-trodden territory. Who weekly just talked about this, but while you're on his Wikipedia or whatever, did you see his full name? Oh, no, I already. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Read it. Um, read it out. Wait, Lindsay. Uh, how many names do you think Kiefer Sutherland has? Based on your reaction, I'm gonna go high and say six. <laughs> Well, you're one one off. He has seven names. His name is Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. Good Lord. Simply too many names. <laughs> That's way too many. You know, they're like, never trust a man with two first names. Yeah. I know that's supposed to refer to someone who has a first name as a surname, 
Mm-hmm. But I think in this case, we could just use it to refer to Kiefer Sutherland. Never trust a man who has 14 names. Yes, like six first names, I guess. Or I guess, could yeah. Sutherland be a first name? I don't think so. Wow, Lita, you're teaching me so much today. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, this we also get where Diane didn't know that she has to lock her car, which I yeah. thought was like the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, like a Prius locks automatically. Like, no, it unlocks automatically. You have to lock it. Yeah, it was a weird bit. I guess I didn't know that it unlocks automatically. But she gets in the car and Anna Spanakapita is back. And we've not seen her in a while. But she is, of course, Vance Wagner's publicist. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense why he's been forgiven so many times. Yeah, really. She's very good. They do say, like, you must have a good publicist. And, like, I guess they alluded to that at the beginning. Because Anna's the best one we know. She's the best. She's actually the only one we know. Yeah. (laughs) She's very good. (laughs) But she's very good. And Diane basically is just like trying to get Anna to like admit to her woman to woman that this whole situation is very messed up. But Anna does not and instead uses Diane's personal phrasing to get Vance Wagner a press conference where he can claim that he quit the show because he is a feminist. Yeah. Yeah, he says that like the Filbert script is really terrible and he's not going to do it. It's like he's being billed as like Vance Wagner, local feminist. I don't think you can any way you twist it that Vance Wagner could be a feminist. Yeah, no. What if he said that you shouldn't choke women? Yeah. Well, you've changed my mind. Okay. Maybe then. It's just so nice to hear it from a man. (laughs) But I mean, this I thought was an interesting scene with Diane and Anna because just Diane's frustration here is very real where like I think to an extent we all have to make feminist sacrifices kind of Mm -hmm. like all the time just Mm because like being a woman is a trap but part of it is just being like look I get that you have to do this for your job or whatever but can we all just like take a breath and be like this sucks this fucking sucks and not getting that from Anna at least not here at this time it's very frustrating and I relate to Diane's feminist burnout. It's just like, (laughs) there's nothing he can do. Nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, like, it's definitely definitely something, I yeah, that I think all of us have at least encountered at different times. Because, again, as you said, uh, being a woman is a trap (laughs) that we can't really do. You can't do everything right. And so Mm -hmm. then it sometimes is like, well, why should you do anything? But Mm -hmm. yeah. And it ties in nicely with that next scene, too, where Diane's talking to Bojack about it. And she's like, you you get to just, like, dabble in being a feminist and it's fun for you. But, like, when you decide to walk away, like, I'm still here being a woman, having to put up with all this shit. And it's really exhausting. Exactly. What I did like when Diane's going through the script is that she's like, wow, but did Filbert kill his wife? And then we get a little <laughs> bit more info about what the, what the plot of Filbert is, which is that Filbert's actually, like, a murderer? Maybe. Maybe? <laughs> And his partner might be a projection of Filbert's subconscious. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And so this is like, – Diane's like it, – it's like you're trying to deconstruct toxic masculinity, but actually you're just like falling into the exact trap of continuing to do, like do those things. And so she kind of is like, well, I can't – like I don't think I can help you, but Bojack's like, listen, like if you – come work on the show oh that's after first he goes on the radio and steals her talking points yeah Mm -hmm. yes intersectionality and toxic masculinity 
Mm-hmm. You just have to say the words. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I really liked how the, it was the Ryan Seacrest type was like, mm-hmm. well, we still have 58 minutes, <laughs> so I guess I'll talk now. Yeah, every scar tells, tells a story. story and every story leaves a scar. Every story leaves a scar. <laughs> every story leaves a scar. <laughs> that was deep as hell. I mean, all, speaking of people who have also been canceled, but nobody cares, is uh, Ryan Seacrest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yep, that's it. So did wow. everybody. That was a bad one, too. We all decided Ryan Seacrest is fine. (laughs) Ansel Egort is fine. Everybody can just have their careers. I don't think Ansel Egort is fine. And now that I've been reminded of Ryan Seacrest, he is also not fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is this the episode where we get canceled, Lindsay? It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) We are no longer fine. All of our stories have left scars. I heard this podcast called Jews Lactose Intolerant. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Disavow. <laughs> I simply asked a clarifying question of my friend. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, so we do see that Diane is is going to come on the show to be a consulting producer because Bojack wants her to help make the show something that they can all be proud of, but Flip has other plans. Mhm. He wants her to sit in the office and do nothing and a woman's name on the credits will make people think that the show is feminist. Yeah. Has anybody ever watched the credits since Netflix became a thing? Definitely not. Oh, certainly not. And like, even if the credits were rolling, like no one's reading them to be like, ah, yes, this one has a woman. It must be feminist. Yeah, I just think about how like I've had to, like streaming services like so fully assume that you're not gonna want to watch the credits that it's like a thing when mm-hmm. you do want to watch them like I've been watching a lot of Survivor on Paramount Plus and when I want to see the final words it's like a whole thing because <sighs> they just assume that's credits and it goes to the next episode <laughs> yeah I have noticed that <laughs> that's annoying <laughs> yeah it's usually fine but sometimes I want to see the final words. <laughs> but also Paramount Plus is like barely a website. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not good. And then the Canadian Paramount Plus just like dropped like three quarters of the seasons of Survivor. So you can't just can't watch them in Canada now. Nobody owns the streaming rights. Oh, my yeah. God. They're just gone. <laughs> I, it really impacted my my Survivor binge. Yeah. <laughs> Probably without three quarters of the seasons. It's It's tough. tough. (laughs) Especially because what? I'm going to watch the 30s? No. 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 God forbid. (laughs) But yes, as Lindsay said, at the same time as Diane is coming onto the show, they decide that they need someone positive with no baggage to be Philbert's partner. Mm -hmm. We know just the guy. What is this? A crossover episode? Sure is. (laughs) How many guests have come onto your podcast that host other podcasts and opened with that? I don't think anyone. (laughs) I don't think anyone has led with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so obvious. It's right there. (laughs) Text Sam Stanish. He's supposed to be on next week. Yeah. Okay. I will. I genuinely will. (laughs) but also it's entirely possible that that has been said before we just forget and my brain is like a colander (laughs) you know yeah Eh. okay it's fine it could happen again (laughs) so basically okay so at the end of the episode diane gets in her car 
Anna has broken into the car this time because Diane did lock it. So I guess she should have just left her car unlocked. Yeah. And she says that Vance's career is over for two to three years and then it's going to be fine. But like woman to woman, I want to like show you this and plays the tape of Bojack telling the reporter what happened in New Mexico. Mm hmm. Yeah, if we're going to give men cover, we should know exactly what we're covering for. And I said, just like hearing Bojack's voice again, saying that back of like, how do you make something right when you've made it so wrong, you can never go back. Like chills. This is so well done and so bad and just like so ominous for the upcoming episodes. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, Diane talked about Princess Carolyn being cynical before, but it, it is a very cynical moment from Anna as well, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but... I get the sense that this was not to be a good feminist that Anna is sharing this. Yeah. Yeah, certainly not. Because the thing is, is that Anna has had this information for at least one to two years at this mm-hmm. point and has never shared it or anything. She just kept it. And so it's like she got rid of it from becoming a news story when Bojack was her client, but she also kept it for leverage, which just yeah, goes right. to show like... Yeah, she was definitely thinking about like, how can I weaponize this? Well, I mean, Bojack did fire her, didn't he? Or did she break up with him? She stopped, like, after the whole Oscar thing, she just, like, stopped seeing him, I guess, and then she kind of vanished. Because then there was a moment of, like, he said she hurt his feelings, and then she told the story about drowning. Right. Oh, when when he was really high with Sarah Lynn. Of course. But, yeah, so Diane now knows about New Mexico. Yeah. Scary stuff. Very. This this was, I feel like, just such a... Like, I I didn't really enjoy this episode overall. Like, it had, like, a couple good jokes... But it mostly just made me sad again. What mm-hmm. like Lita, what did you think? Did you think it was like a good episode, a sad episode? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like the funniest episode, but it was cathartic for me as somebody who's consistently frustrated by just how we seem to have an amount of time where if a man just goes away for a couple years, he gets to just come back without any consequences and I also thought that the point that Diane makes about how like this show Filbert is ostensibly trying to like combat all of these misogynistic stereotypes by saying like oh we're like acknowledging them or whatever but still doing them Mm -hmm. is something that happens a lot and there's like there's been a really frustrating dialogue this Oscar season just about like the responsibility of creators to put forth like a clear moral message. And the reason I say it's frustrating is just because like, this is just an example, but like the movie licorice pizza, I haven't seen it, but there was like some, some dialogue going on about how like there's like a character that is racist towards Asian people. And some people are saying like, this is bad. And like, you can, love the movie and acknowledge that like that part didn't work and then other people are like oh does the director need to write a message that says like this is racist and bad and it's like there is a middle ground there where you can like not include racism sexual assault all of these things if it's not necessary and you can also include them and use them effectively and like make it clear why you're doing that it's sort of like people feel like anytime storytelling is muddled they have to like defend it by being like well I understood it and it's like (laughs) I don't know man if not everybody got it then maybe it wasn't that good (laughs) 
I mean, it's not new to be like people on Twitter lack nuance, but like it's <laughs> it's just frustrating to see people criticizing it for this. And then the backlash being like, well, I thought the movie was amazing. It's like, yeah, something can be great and an element cannot work and that's fine. So the the stuff about Philbert and just being like, you're saying that you're inverting the tropes, but you're just not. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that happens a lot lately because, or like the the equivalent of that being like, we did no work to engage with race in this project, but look how diverse the cast is. Right. It's like, you can't just throw black people on a show and be like, this is diverse now. I thought this was single all the way where I was like, they clearly like didn't write this character to be black and didn't care that he was black. They were just like woke, ooh, gay and interracial. Yeah, it's, uh, single all the way. I feel like I talked already on this podcast about how I single all the way was like just boring. Like it was like a very sanitized story, and I'm just begging for them to make gay rom coms as unhinged as straight rom coms because yeah. the world will be better for it. Yeah, I mean, even with that, even with sexuality, it's like we did no work to make this movie good or uniquely gay. We just took a really boring movie and made it two men. Well, and yeah, that too, where they're like, oh, yeah, well, they're going to move to this place where there are no other gay men. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Great. Good yeah. Job. And that's that's what a lot of this, these things like Filbert are, where it's just like, well, there's women in it. Yeah, and the one thing, Lido, I know you didn't watch, like, obviously you didn't watch a bunch of BoJack to prepare for this, but so the co-star in Filbert is voiced by Stephanie Beatrice, and she's like, yeah, do I like my character who hates wearing bras and loves cold rooms? No, but I'm just (laughs) trying to get paid. Yeah. Yeah, sucks. Yeah, and it all goes together, and it all... Intersectionalism. (laughs) Oh, my God. Intersectionality. Toxic masculinity. I I have a women's studies degree, and that's actually... Those are the only two words I learned. (laughs) Well... Well deployed. (laughs) Money well spent. Yeah. That's all you need to know. You, too, can have a BA in women's studies and be as highly employable as I am. (laughs) I'm out here with Polly Lita, so, like, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not throwing stones. I'm in a glass house. <laughs> but yeah, Lindsay, did we get any feedback on this episode? Nothing on the episode. We did get some general emails, though. The first one is from Tatum, who says, I'm new to listening to your podcast, and I love it so very much. It's the only podcast I've been listening to. Oh, thank you. I love that last week, the episode that hasn't dropped, we said, everyone, t- email us just to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> We got three. Yeah. So this one says, uh, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is something that makes my day every time I listen to it. I'm listening to it right now and I'm on Zoe's and Zelda's. So they're only four episodes in and already super into it. So (laughs) welcome. See you in, I guess, a couple weeks when you catch up. Yeah. Number two is from Jenna, who, and I said, I was telling Kirsten before the show that it has the, one of my favorite subject lines of all time, where it says weird Diane chin moment. So (laughs) we talked a while ago about Diane's weird pose on Bojack's couch when she's like at his house and it's got this weird 
animation thing. Yeah, she like falls asleep with her head like back over the arm of the chair. And mm-hmm. so we get the rare drawing of Diane like from the chin up mm-hmm. perspective. And it looks really weird. <laughs> and it's like a, a major boob shot. And it's very strange. But so Jenna says, I'm re-watching again with my mom because I'm forcing her to watch. She's so anti-cartoon. I roll emoji. <laughs> and I notice a scene in Downer Ending where Sarah Lynn tilts her head back on Bojack's couch. And it's a really weird art moment on the show that I think we've only ever seen with Diane. Also on Bojack's couch in season five, question mark. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was recently you guys mentioned it on the pod, how weird it looks in the style. And I thought it was a semi-interesting callback. So I sent Kirsten the image and definitely not as weird as Diane, but still pretty weird to see this like weird. It's weird. Thing. Yeah, it's here. Lita, I'll, I'll send you the, the frame so you can see it. <laughs> Is it like supposed to be a parallel between those two? No, I don't, I don't think so. It's just a weird animation I style. Doubt. I think they just don't know how to draw people from that angle. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, she also says, also in this episode, Todd talks backwards. And if you reverse it, he says, I'm talking backwards. Aaron Paul is dead. Weird shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, concludes by saying sorry this is so minuscule my parasocial horse girl friendship with you two has made me feel inclined to share uh truly hilarious oh i see the shot yeah yeah so imagine that though but it was like bent more at like a 90 degree angle over the arm of the couch so like Mm -hmm. the boobs are like right up in the chin like that's how the diane one was yeah yeah it's weird enough that i noticed and i famously can't see yeah (laughs) And then lastly, we have Tess, who says, big fan of the pod. I just burned through your whole back catalog in like three weeks. I love the tangents and your dynamic together. It even inspired my latest rewatch. A couple things I noticed. Mr. Peanut Butter is a yellow lab, not a golden retriever. I thought this would get corrected when he goes to Labrador Peninsula. That's a great point. Anyway, so thank you for that. <laughs> I'll continue to call him a golden retriever, but thank you. And she also says, am I aware that the U.S. is basically a garbage country and I am jealous that you're both Canadian? Sure. But do I resent being lumped in with obnoxious American tourists? Also, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we apologize. Put kind the of, Canadian but... flag on your backpack. Pretend to be Canadian. You can do exactly. it. Yes. We know that all of the horse girls are good people. And uh, yeah, just put the flag on. It'll be fine. That's what I do when I go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> See, there it's you go. It's a good move. It's it's a good move. See, endorsed by Lita. Yeah. People um, can, can tell by the way I speak. They're like, oh, what part of North America are you from? I say Canada and hope perfect. that there's no follow-up questions. Yeah, just literally <laughs> say you're from Toronto. No one will yeah. ever ask another question. Yeah. I, and I, I've been there a few times and it's only a four-hour drive from where I am from. So. And also, if you're from Toronto, you're not expected to know anything about the rest of Canada. So you won't get any follow-up questions. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Yes. I did forget to tweet that we were doing this episode, but we got two things on Twitter that I wanted to (laughs) queue up. One of which is our good friend Sam Stanish letting us know that there is going to be a new Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Yeah. (laughs) Saw that tweet and it took me so long to remember why that was relevant to us, but thank you, Sam. (laughs) Well, I guess now I feel really bad for spoiling the Santa Claus 2 for Sam and you. (laughs) I just watched, I watched that movie for the first time, not the Santa Claus 2, I watched the the original Santa Claus for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, because COVID was a hell of a, hell of a time. It was awful. Well, <laughs> how dare you? That was part of my childhood. But I can see watching it at 25 for the first time and thinking it's not a good movie. <laughs> Even worse, I'm 26, a true nightmare, but... Yeah, I I guess it's not really a movie aimed at Jewish adults. <laughs> yeah. Weird. 
I think I think so. And then the other one we got is so we had been talking, Lita, about if you had to name your children after one of Santa's reindeer, like what name would you choose? And Jen had the great point that most of the names of reindeer sound like names that like trans non-binary people would name themselves. Like they've got some cool names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like it would be really bold. It would be different if you were naming yourself. Like Vixen is great. But that would be bold to name your child. Yeah, Yeah, that would be so weird. That was, I think that we came down on, we think Comet would be like the most like appropriate to name your own child. That's a dog name though. (laughs) Yeah, but people name their dogs human names all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't really go both ways. How many people named Spot do you know? How dare you? (laughs) None yet. I think I'd be really obnoxious and na- first of all, I cannot name the reindeer, so I'm going on oh, very so little here. There's Dasher, Dancer, oh Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, and Rudolph. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say I think I'd be really obnoxious and do dancer. Really put that expectation on the child. Perfect. <laughs> but I do like I don't mind Donner for a boy. Yeah, Donner's not bad. You definitely came down on Tim for choosing Donner. (laughs) I did, but Tim said Donder, not Donner. And I said, that's not his name. (laughs) What can I say? Lita convinced me it's fine. (laughs) It's cute when I say it. I also like, I I feel like I change my opinion on like dumb stuff like every 30 seconds, you know? (laughs) Strong opinions loosely held. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, I think... I think that's that's all for today. <laughs> Lita, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. And Lita, is, would you like to, do you have anything to plug? You want to tell people where to find you? Yeah. So speaking of crossover episodes, I was on Bitter Jurors last week talking about Legend of Korra, the season two premiere. I was on Lonely Boys a few weeks ago talking about the introduction of the iconic Georgina Sparks. I think think that's all I've been up to lately but you can follow me on Twitter at Lita tweeted on Instagram at Lita grammed and you can follow my dog on Instagram at sassy Cassie pgh yes and Cassie's very cute very cute pitbull so I'll put the indoors since they they don't know anything about her personality I'm gonna inform mm. them that she's cute <laughs> she's really adorable and had a great time in the snow today yeah, and very cute pictures of that as well that I, w- I was creeping on Instagram. <laughs> if you want to be part of the conversation, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. You can find Lindsay on the Simpsons Then and Now podcast, uh, and you can find me mostly on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what. Next week, we'll be back to talk about season five, episode five of Bojack Horseman, and we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.